0: Hey, where all stations go, let's hit it. Welcome back to the Last Call Podcast. My name is Jamal and I'm joined 800 kilometres away. Ash Hetherington, how are we doing?
1: Very well. Back behind the actual microphone instead of back behind the the Apple EarPods (laughs) microphone this week. If there was any uh,
0: technical difficulties... Um, last week that impeded your listening uh, experience I do apologize Um, it did sound like Ash was doing some cricket hot takes underwater um, inside of a glass cage
1: I was just trying to keep the wind cast going for one more week but uh, sadly the professional equipment has returned and you can listen to us very clearly talk absolute shit for a couple of hours. I'll say now you can clearly hear us get everything wrong. To be honest, we might get more complaints that people can hear me than they couldn't. (laughs) Next time I'll be like, Oi, can the other guy
0: fucking lose his
1: mic? Yeah, it could be. Can you ship the microphone cord back to Victoria, please?
0: Direct on you guys. I have two microphones, so jam it. Telling the listeners straight off the top.
1: He came to my house and I wasn't even allowed to use my microphone. Did
0: you bring your mic? You
1: did, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I was home for weeks. We recorded numerous episodes in my True. Victorian habitat. In, the, in uh, Caitlin's spare room? Yes, in, in the spare room. Not Caitlin's spare room. The spare room. <laughs> oh, no, that's her study room, are you kidding? In which it has been designated as the, her study storage container exercise bike location. Hangout
0: yeah, spot. Exercise bikes go to die. Spare room. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Well, especially in our house. Yeah. Well, you know, baby steps. Um, that being said, should we should we jump into the cricket? This is fair use. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, we are 80% of the way into the fourth and final test at the Gabba between Australia and India. Um, now, Ash, I believe, was at work. So, so we didn't see see one single ball, I believe. Not
1: one. Not live. I have since seen a couple of the highlights, seen a couple of the wonderful shots played by the Australian batsmen.
0: I heard, <laughs> I've seen a ball. Um, the burning question is, did we... Leave it too late. Now, obviously, we got bowled out, but the whole thing was why didn't we declare um, the GABA record run chase was passed like before T, which I think was like 260. So,
1: what makes I think it,
0: in pain think that India B is going to defy a record?
1: I think it's a couple of things. I mean, people keep saying India B, their bowling attack, yes, maybe. Hugely inexperienced, though not without talent, as we've seen. They've given the oh, Australian batsmen a couple of challenges with such an inexperienced lineup. But to call their batting lineup India B is completely unfair. Pajara is one of the most difficult batsmen, if not the most difficult batsman in the world to get out. Hmm. Ajinki Rahane is a phenomenal batsman, as he showed in Melbourne with that blistering century. Rohit Sharma has international triple sentries. Shubman Gill looks a real, real player and looks set to explode with a big score any time now. Um, Mayak Agarwal and Rishabh Pant are both very good batsmen as well. So as much as people, and especially probably the Indian fans, like to be chirping on about how this is their reserve side, I think that's probably only true for half their side. Yeah, and the side. Um, really I, know Col- I know Coley isn't there, but outside of Coley, most of their top line batsmen are available. So I think it's a combination of probably the fact that they put, that they scared the life out of us in Sydney, threatening to run down that huge total. And the fact, yeah, Tim Payne probably would prefer to draw than risk losing to win, which I think is disappointing, especially um, when you've got to win the series and like the world test championship and stuff. But having said that, and people are calling for, pain to be sacked as captain and smith to be reinstated because he's got better tactics um before before when smith was captain he proved that he was exactly the same there was one or two examples where he wasn't willing to lose um wasn't willing to risk losing to be able to win so i'm not sure that's exclusive to pain i don't know whether that's just a the mentality of the setup or whether it's a modern thing, or whether it's just specific to those two individuals, but um, that was probably a trademark of Australian teams back when Clark was captain, especially, but Ponting war, there was always that aggression. You always be willing to lose to win.
0: Yeah. And I feel like considering um, it is one all and we have to win to get the, um, the trophy back. Like we quite literally have nothing to
1: lose. Yeah, in that sense, I guess. But having said that, if we happen to come out tomorrow and be really aggressive and India get away from us and we lose, the, the public backlash is going to be enormous. The international backlash is going to be enormous. Tim Payne probably almost loses his job, fairly or unfairly. Like, I, I agree that um, it's worth risking a loss to win, but I'm not sure it's quite nothing to lose, especially for those decision makers like Justin Langer and Tim Payne with the the situation that they're in and the pressure they're under. um, I think losing the series would be a bigger calamity than um, drawing it, especially given that monstrous win in Adelaide. Um, And then you just say, well, the last two tests were in positions to win and we couldn't, and you can just blame the pitch then. Yeah. You can say, well, we were bowling on the last day. We couldn't get them out. The pitches didn't break up like they should. Then you can sort of abdicate some of that responsibility. Whereas if you get beat, especially bowling last, defending over 300, then it's really, there's no excuses. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully the rain stays away as much as possible tomorrow and we can try and get a result, whichever way that is. Yeah. No,
0: fair shout. Um, we want to start at the top, basically, First innings, our openers were um, uh, AWOL. abysmal. They were <laughs> poor. Um, but our middle order, actually, for the first, I feel like for the first time in the series, we, um, our middle order actually had a really good knock, like all the way through to who's after paint Cummins, and then it I think
1: out. that that's probably a little bit unfair. I think. I mean, so if we go through Luboshin, obviously. Finally got his hundred in this test, but he'd been our most consistent batsman all the way through. Made forties and forties and what a seventy and a ninety. Um, Smith Smith had made a hundred and then made another fifty in that second innings or eighty or whatever he made. So you can't really knock him. Um Maddie Wade, as much as people are loving to knock him, he's been aggressive and he's moved the game forward and he's got what he got forty five in this test. And then I think he'd had couple of 30s and a 28 or something always um and as i can't remember whether i said it with you or whether i was talking to dad about it he was sort of on a hiding to nothing a lot of the time because like he came in in positions where australia wanted to move the game forward Hmm. but also he was under immense pressure for his spot so he's like does he be aggressive and try and win it for the team or does he like save his own ass and try and make that 80 or 100 that Saves his spot in the team, but probably doesn't allow Australia the win. So, yeah, I think um, people have probably been a little bit harsh on Wade. Like, yes, the pressure is on him because he hasn't had a big score in a while, but I think um, he's been a lot more reliable and better than probably Warner, Harris, Burns, Head, etc. Um, Cam Green's looked a real good batsman even if his bowling hasn't quite got to the peaks that we thought it was possible of Um, and I think that's possibly a lot to do with the changes to his bowling action that he might have implemented to stop his back injuries yeah right similar to the way Pat Cummins when he was young used to break down all the time but he was a real 150, 155 bowler and he's adjusted his action to sort of help his back out a little bit and stop those stress fractures and get really dependable with his body.
0: Yeah. Sure. But he's
1: lost that pace. I think Cameron Green's done a little bit the same, but it's sort of taken away his outswinger. Yeah. Which is why like the Cameron Green of the last few seasons at shield level and one day level has been that two meter tour bowler can hit the deck, but also moves it away, which is really difficult to face. Whereas now he's sort of just really up and down, dead straight, almost uses that enforcer, short pitch bowler. Um, But having said that, has looked really good with the bat. That inning's in Sydney where he got 86
0: or whatever. Yeah, and he got the last, you know, 35 in about four balls. Like, he was just yep. going for the fences. Um, Yeah, I agree. It has looked a lot better with the bat. Is that something that, like, obviously, bowling, is that just something that will
1: come with time? Like, is it easier? To- I mean, you would hope so. But having said that, you especially with the the much vaunted attack that australia have he shouldn't be relied upon to take wickets every innings and be that real good bowler he's he's a chop out bowler he's gonna bowl probably 8 to 10 15 overs at innings sometimes
0: is he just he's not
1: gonna pace just to like try and switch it up kind of bowler a little bit he's just yeah he's just that um that fifth bowler and like He has skills that a lot of fifth bowlers don't really have. So if I think back to some of the all-rounders in the last um, little bit of time, Shane Watson, Mitch Marsh, like they're all quite similar bowlers. Watto probably had a bit more deft skill and could move it off the seam a little bit more. But what Green has is genuine pace and genuine bounce. So I think we're going to see him used in the test side at least a lot as that enforcer bowler when things aren't going quite your way, come in and bowl short and really unsettle the batsman. Because he's, he's two metres tall and he gets that steepling bounce. He's
0: tall. He is
1: a giant of a man. Hmm. Watching him um,
0: to Steve Smith today was hilarious. Anytime they meet in the middle, Steve Smith breaking his neck just to look up to him.
1: Yeah. No, but Green's batted really well. And really encouragingly as well. Looks dynamite at Gully as a fieldman.
0: He does. He, and apparently he, he never fielded there before, um, before he got to international
1: level. And he's yep, no, he
0: really good. agile both ways. It's fun to
1: watch. Agile got great um, hands, and because he's two metres tall, got a huge wingspan. He's almost like two gullies. <laughs> we got Cam Green at Gully and and Second Gully. Like is it Point Gully? Yeah, Straight Gully and Fine Gully. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, Square gully. Square Gully and Fine Gully. That's just his right and left arm. Yeah. Um. But no, Greens look good, and then Tim Payne's averaged about fifty. Tim Payne's good. I like. I
0: get people want to come for his head for tactics or whatever, but like he's outside of Labuschagne, probably been our most consistent batter, like through
1: all four games. Yeah, and he scored quickly. Mm. Like he's come in, shown intent, and really moved the game along, which obviously was probably to our detriment in Melbourne, didn't quite work in Sydney and might not quite work here because of weather. But, yeah, people that are jumping on Tim Payne and being very critical seem to forget he, in that incredible game when Hazelwood took five for six or whatever he took, five for eight, right, yeah. Tim Payne was man of the match in that match. He took seven
0: catches from...
1: Yeah, but more importantly, he made 73 in that first innings, I think, when... um. Most of the batsmen failed. Smith got one. Burns failed. Um, well, yeah, I think Lovashane scraped his way to about 45 and gave four chances, I think. I think we made 190 that match. And the only yeah. reason
0: was not there because Tim
1: Payne was basically the last, last one out. Yeah. So no, I, I think, the, the, as I said last week, the vultures coming for Tim Payne are horribly premature and unfair.
0: How do you feel about the vultures who are coming for Tim Payne? who come from a background of like like great Australian cricketers? Like Warney's, you know, Warney wants to knock his head off. Um and like just greats like that where you just like you obviously have an understanding of the game because you're you're fucking Shane Warn, but like common sense a little bit or
1: w- Warney really likes to make outlandish statements about... Like, Warney is very intelligent as well. Warnie's very knowledgeable about the game of cricket. <laughs> um, and he his insight, especially about spin bowling, is incredible to listen to sometimes. But he does have a tendency to make big outlandish claims about players he wants in the side. Yeah. Because if they never get the chance, then he can't be proven wrong. And if they do get the chance and they do well, then he looks like a genius. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is not the first time he's been proclaiming Get Payne out and get. I assume he wants Alex Carey in. I haven't actually heard this particular criticism, but I assume he wants Carey. Or, or it's probably Ben McDermott he wants in, is it? Ah, uh, I haven't. I th- yeah, I think I think actually he is a big fan of Ben McDermott, who's the Hobart Hurricanes keeper. Um, because he is a very very good batsman. He's not such a good wicket keeper, but he, he's he's a good wicket keeper. But um,
0: if, like when you think
1: like he wants to replace Payne, is he a? There's, there's three points.
0: Is he a better batter? Is he a better wicket keeper? And, like, obviously you've got to probably give the captaincy back to Smith. But, like, I feel like that's just a lateral move, kind of.
1: Yeah. The, the captaincy is an interesting one because I almost feel like Cummins could be the man, but they don't like to give it to bowlers, especially fast bowlers. Are there many Cause...
0: in world cricket who are fast bowlers?
1: Like- no, no, hardly. I think Sean Pollock was the captain of South Africa for a while. Possibly. Um, but no, outside of that, it, it tends to be batsmen.
0: Jacques Callas captain?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it was Pollock and then Graham Smith.
0: Ah, Graham Smith, that's what it was.
1: Um, yeah, like India, Anil Kumble was a bowler and was captain, but again, not a quick bowler. Hmm. Um, I think because it's such a fatiguing endeavor yeah i don't really like to have bowlers as captains but i think cummins has shown he's got the nous and the the other thing about fast bowlers being captains is they tend to not be as durable and not play every single test yeah um but yeah i don't know because obviously not warner um The opening positions are probably not solidified enough. Really, probably the only positions that are solidified enough to give the captaincy to would be Warner, who's burnt his bridges after South Africa. Smith could be, but as I said before, I'm not even sure if we're doing it for tactical reasons and because Payne's not switched on or not aggressive enough. I'm not sure Smith's the answer there. Um, He also seems to be... By his own admission, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, it's probably a good thing for his batting, but he seems to be quite self-absorbed yeah, and just really focused in the Steve Smith bubble, which has obviously made him very successful and he's an incredible batsman, but it's probably not great as a captain. Yeah, sure. Um, and then the other people that's solidified are probably Lubbershane, Lyon, Cummins, Hazelwood. Cummins and Hazelwood, obviously, you've got the same problem. Nathan Lyons
0: 32. Labashane. Labershain. Yeah. I, so, I think it would
1: be the amount of, you think there's outrage right now with Tim
0: Payne as captain. Just imagine if they got Labashane captain right now.
1: Oh, uh, I think some people would love it, but some people Yeah, no. the legends like the legends like Warney would be absolutely coming for it. Imagine him going to the toss. Manus, what are you gonna do? We're gonna BAT!
0: <laughs> we're gonna uh, uh,
1: so no like I don't I'm not sure there's a hell of a lot of options and at the same time I don't think Tim Payne deserves to be dropped as a player so I think other than that one day in Sydney he wicket keeps almost exquisitely his batting's better than it's probably ever been yeah That's, yeah so,
0: well, I, I think people and this is just generally when people try and force um, anyone out of teams, just in, in sport, they fail to rec- like, to be like, okay, who's going to come in and are they better than that person? Like yeah. sure, Joe Burns out. Joe Burns had an absolute shock over time. But you know David Warren is coming in. You know Pekovsky's coming in. Like there's not
1: an obvious. Yeah. And that's one of those things when you like, you can look at a side that's going really badly and you can go through and you go like, well, all these six players could be dropped, should be dropped, but you can't play with five.
0: Yeah. No, God not.
1: <laughs> like you need someone better to come in to replace them. And I'm all for dropping people that have had lots of opportunities for a kid um, yep. if they're playing badly. But like in the case of Tim Payne, he's not playing badly. He's playing very well. Yeah. No, it's... it's
0: <laughs> the whole media circus is... It gets a bit ridiculous sometimes.
1: And to be perfectly honest, I think... The criticism of Tim Payne is so reductive for the like the simple reason that criticizing Tim Payne for his tactics and letting this series slip away and like not winning the series. Just assuming that it rains a bit tomorrow and we don't win the series and it's a draw. The criticism of Tim Payne and saying Tim Payne's the reason we haven't won the series and like India have got the draw and kept the trophy is so reductive to to the point that India have been absolutely ridiculously incredible.
0: Oh yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a lot of, um, what have Australia done wrong and not how have India managed to get everything right?
1: It it, is just staggering how they keep backing up and they just, even this test when they had just almost all their, like their whole bowling attack out their captains back at home. He's not here. Like, for them to keep going and just keep backing up against everything that's happened in the COVID bubble, like stuck in their hotel, away from home for all this time. Like S- Siraj has been here for months. Like his dad died while he was here and he stuck it out here. And for him to take a 5 wicket at today, like his first one ever, it's, it beggars belief, this effort. is. How, like, I watch Suraj bowl and I'm like, he's probably one
0: of my favorite players to watch. And, like, I've only seen him for four games. Um, he's 20, he's, like, 26, 27. How um, has he not got a game yet? Is India's bowling attack just that deep? Is it the, I'm not going to say James, what's his name, Pattinson?
1: The Pattinson, yeah. I think it's a little bit of that. I mean, lots of times in India, they play two spinners. So, there's really only two, two or well, not quite often two quick spots. Yeah. Um, Ishant Sharma's been sort of a mainstay of that bowling attack for 10 or 15 years. So, yeah, it has been really difficult to crack into that, um, Indian bowling attack. Like Shami Shami's a fantastic bowler. Yeah. Yeah. Boomer yeah. Pum- obviously is really good too, but he's only been around for a couple of years. Um, yeah, no, they do have some really good quick bowlers. And obviously Ashwin and Jadeja are very good spinners as well. They, they're a very good cricket team, India. They are. They are a
0: very good cricket team.
1: Um, okay. But yeah, and I think the depth that they're showing just probably just speaks to the amount of good cricketers they've got. And that probably goes back to the fact they've got one and a half billion people that all love cricket.
0: That that definitely does help. Um, I just wanted to like, just the f- India's first innings, um, their top, what am I counting, six? Got out and I was like, all right, here we go. We're gonna knock him out for you know two fifty. And then um, founding father Washington Sundar, and what I'm gonna to wanna
1: to call him uh Takur. Takur, yeah. yeah. Yeah Tupac Takur.
0: Um both in the sixties. Well like <laughs> I've never heard of these guys in my life.
1: Yeah, and that exact mindset that you've um, spouted there, that you thought it was just going to happen because you'd never heard of them and, like, they are no names you got through the top six. Yeah. I think that's exactly what the Australian bowlers thought. So they got lazy and went away from their plans and started to think it was just going to happen, and it just didn't.
0: Yeah, well, I was at work when, the, um, when they were going through their knock. Their partnership was, like, 120. Like, they both started at, like zero with each other, and they're like, all right, let's, let's knock yep. one of the best um, bowling attacks in the world for you 120, know, and I was talking to my Kiwi mate, um, and he was just like, look, Australia's bowling attack can't be that good if they can't you know, knock out India's six and seven, or
1: seven or eight, or whatever it is. They look real tired. Yeah. Australia's definitely. bowling attack. I mean, I think Stark, definitely, most of all, But almost for the first time I've seen in quite a while, Nathan Lyon looked really tired and has almost for the last couple of innings. I mean, I'm really hoping and almost thinking that he will come out tomorrow and bowl Australia to victory in his 100th test because the the pitch has shown quite a missed turn and I think he's due. But he, I don't know, he's been underwhelming this series, I think.
0: Um, Well, it doesn't help he bowled. I think um, when we were trying to... Bowl India out, and when all that shit happened, he bowled like 45 overs in the India's last inning. Like, that's that's got to take. I know he's like a slower bowler, but that's got to take something out of you. And it does.
1: And almost for a spinner like that, as much physically as mentally, like to just keep bowling and not get the results and just keep trying to trust the process and put it there, it must get exhausting and sort of daunting and thinking, well, it's not working. Why am I keep doing the same thing? Isn't that the definition of insanity? But I think he's heard enough of bowling Gary. Oh, he does. Tim Payne says that after every single ball, he could get hit for six sixes in an over it would be nice, Gaz. It's, it's Good the, areas. Um Ravi Ashwin. I love I love hearing bowling ash. Bowling ash. Fucking Richard Pant today started singing the Spider-Man theme behind the stumps. <laughs> I think it was when Tim Payne was out there batting after their infamous a couple of years ago, Tim Payne asking him if he um, was a good babysitter. I assume that that's why he started singing the Spider-Man theme to Tim Payne, but God, it was funny. Oh, there's some good banter out there, eh? It's fun to listen to. It is. Um, And just to take a quick detour into the the not real cricket, but did, did you happen to watch the Big Bash last night? I, Stars, watched, renegades. I watched the
0: um, first innings. Was that the Renegade Innings? Uh, yes. I watched the Renegade Innings
1: with the sound on. No, was So, of- so I watched it on Channel Seven. Funnily enough, oh. instead of Fox Cricket for who knows why. And um, in each of the innings, they had the captains mic up, so Finch and Maxwell. And for one over of the inning, for one over of each innings, they just didn't talk. They just turned the captain's mic on and no commentary. And it was the yeah. highlight of both innings. The other night
0: before as well, they had. Um, well, we, I was, I messaged you. Um, it was the star Strikers game. Yeah. They just, just started, didn't, didn't talk. I was like, oh, this is
1: great. Great. Just listening to the way Maxwell sets his field and talks to his bowler and comes up with plans. Like, and the same with Finch. I mean, if there was an option to just listen to that for all 20 overs, it would be dynamite. And it could genuinely be, maybe not the entirety of the solution, but it it could be one of those things that we were talking about last week. Like, how do you get the hook back for people to watch? Now that those blockbuster players aren't there on the mic talking and entertaining, like captain's mic all the time could genuinely be that. Yeah. I I think I'd be a lot more invested in overs um, five through 16. If I was just listening to the captains and the way they plan and like set their fields and what they do for the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. No, especially in the big bash, like the captains are pretty good personalities. So you got Maxwell and Finch, um, Chris Lynn for Brisbane, Alex Carey for Adelaide. um, Ashton Ashton Turner's all right for Perth. Um I think Maddie Wade is the the Hobart captain, so that could be exciting after the tests are done. I was like our Maddie Wade? Yeah, he'd be great. Um, Cal Ferguson's not bad for the Thunder. Sydney, at the minute, it's Dan Hughes, but normally it's Moses Henriques, who's very, very good. Like, just listening to all those guys um, would be phenomenal to watch, I think. And I don't know whether it's um, Fox and Channel 7 don't want to give that option because then people wouldn't listen to their highly paid commentators or whether it's the actual captains or clubs don't want to have their tactics and plans given away for the entire 20 overs on TV. That's probably it's what... Prob- I- it's, it's probably a little bit of both, but I just think for a product that's so based around entertainment and TV ratings, it's um, a no-brainer for mine. Yeah, no, I agree. Although I don't mind the, um, the
0: commentary that they're going on at the moment.
1: Yeah, look i think to be fair I think both channel 7 and fox have got both we've got very good commentary teams both for the test and the big bash
0: how different are they because i swear it's the same for
1: tonight for fox and seven yeah so when the tests are on oh wait do you mean the fox one is the same as the seven one
0: yeah
1: uh because i had seven- no, i don't think so no the, the fox one is Brett Lee, Brad Haddon, and. Mark Walls. So, is it Junior? Yeah, I think so. Because, well, I was watching
0: it on Channel 7 before, and it was the same guys, except they had Megan, what's her name, pre show. I can't remember her name.
1: Barnard. Yeah, the blonde lady. Um, um, yeah, look, possibly. And it has happened before that they just simulcast yeah. instead of getting. But because this year has allowed well i mean not allowed but encouraged uh, networks to let commentators commentate remotely yeah yeah, it's not so much of an investment or difficulty to get your own set of commentators for each game though what you have seen especially in the tests is there tends to be very similar lineups of commentators like the fox commentators and the channel 7 commentators for each big bash game are normally the same because they're usually not the ones that do the test so channel 7 tends to be jason richardson brad hodge brian lara occasionally um that alistair nicholson last night just like not the big guns yeah yeah and then fox is a lot of brad haddon brett lee brendan julian mark War.
0: jules i like jules not
1: bad yeah he's not bad he's entertaining enough
0: yeah um Back to the test cricket, um, Australia's bowling ha- uh, in the opening innings. Obviously, we had Hazel go for five. Um, Cummins and Stark with two each and Gary with the one. Um, now, there's a lot of uh, spe- is speculation. the right word? Just Stark, just not having a, not having a good time, especially in this, in this test.
1: Yeah. Stark struggled a bit all summer for the simple reason that the ball hasn't swung. Like that's his major selling point as a bowler, like left arm over the wicket, swing the ball back in. Obviously he bowls really well to the tail normally because he bowls full and straight and he's the quickest of the lot. So he can bowl that intimidatory sort of bowling, but ball hasn't swung. He didn't bowl at the stumps and they didn't really rough the batsman up. So he um yeah, I thought they as with everybody else that's had their piece on it, I thought their bowling at seven, eight and below was spectacularly bad. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, well they should have bowled sustained periods at the stumps because they're either gonna get out or they're not gonna score. And either way, it's a win for you. Whereas they just kept bowling at their body and they kept doing yep. Yeah, knocking them around. Um, but one thing I did
0: notice today, and I don't know if you pick it up um, if you're listening or you're watching the highlights, I noticed our boy, um, Natarajan, got a fair, fair bit of swing towards the end of the day. I'm wondering if that could be a factor with tomorrow's bowling if we actually get a day five, because apparently we're getting quite a bit of rain tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think Natarajan the reason he swung the ball so much in contrast to the Aussies was he bowls that bit slower and probably gets his hand position a bit better. Yep. Um, He's more in the the mold of those typical English swing bowlers who don't try and bowl outright pace, but get the ball to really hoop. Yeah. Whereas the Australians tend to bowl fast and tend to bowl into the pitch and try and get the bounce and the variable bounce. So I think that's probably the main reason that he got swing and nobody else has. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure it's hugely conditions-based. Having said that, if they rock up tomorrow morning and there's big overhead clouds and it's high humidity, you would hope the ball would swing. It's only two overs old. I'm going to turn it into England. Um, Yeah, there there were a couple of balls today that just like
0: skidded as well. I was watching Cam Green bat, and there was just one ball that um, kind of went full, but it was like one before full, like ideal. Good Good. Good, yeah. The the yellow yeah. and it and it just stayed down. Like Cam Green went on his back foot and it just skidded under
1: his bat. Yeah, there were uh, there was a bit of variable bounce today. A couple went low. The one that got Steve Smith shot up. Yeah. Oh, and Tim. hit the corner of his bat. So
0: I don't know if it was on the highlights. First um, first ball of lunch. Cam Green gets a ball, leaves it, goes straight over the top of his stumps. It was incredible to watch. He just, if that hit the stumps, I was like, oh, Ash would do that.
1: Hey, the English opener in the test against Sri Lanka overnight left one in the first over and got bowled. <laughs> no run. The, England were chasing sixty-seven uh, 76 for victory and were three for 10. Is Sri Lanka any good? No. Ah, you hate to say it. Joe Root made 250 or something. Jeez, he goes on right. Oh, geez, uh, yes, but they won pretty comfortably England, disappointingly.
0: Yeah, no, you hate to see it. You never. You do hate to see it. Um, but yeah, thoughts um, thoughts and predictions for tomorrow, I guess? You reckon?
1: I think it'll rain enough that we'll ensure it's a draw. I think Australian Hearts will be broken because I think we'll probably take a few wickets early and look like... <laughs> We're in with a chance. I reckon we'll probably get him about six down a bit before tea and then it will just rain and rain and rain. And then you know, Vahari will do his hamstring and not run,
0: and then we'll get fucking three hundred around the crease and like last test. You love to see it.
1: Mate, Vahari's been sent to the glue factory, I think. Ah, oh, mate, half the team.
0: And just again, props to India. Like, they've got literally what? Sharma didn't start in the first match. Guild didn't. Pujara
1: and Rahane. They've had, they've had two players play every test. Pujara Rahane. and Rahane. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. Agamal got dropped. Oh, Pants had a. Oh, Pants didn't play the first one. Yeah. And then the entire bowling lineup is new.
1: Um, like, that's incredible. Just imagine if that happened to Australia. Yeah, and I mean, it's been an interesting theoretical, uh, like hypothetical exercise, um, trying to pick an Australian team that didn't have their best batsmen available, any of their f- first, f- probably first six or seven available bowlers. Because well, it's not just it's not just India's, like, so India's attack at the start of the summer was Shammy, Bumra, Ashwin, Yadav. No, Jadeja.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Um, so Shami's out, obviously. Bumra's out. Jadeja's out. Um, Ashwin. Ashwin's out. Then Yadav came in for the Melbourne test. He's out. Ishant Sharma's out. Um, Bhuvaneshwakumar Kumar's out. Um, was there another one I got injured? No. But anyway, I, that's, that's seven, not. I think. That's a lot. <laughs> like, if you look at Australia's best seven test bowls, it's probably Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, Lyon, Pattinson, Neeser, don't even know who would be next.
0: Sean Abbott, a bowler?
1: Or am I bugging Sean an all- yeah, Sean Abbott's an all-rounder. Jai Richardson, probably. Oh, yeah. Has um, he played a test? Yeah, in Canberra last year. Yeah. Um. And, uh, he, uh, it's staggering how well India have done. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> It, it's, but it's it's even more staggering in a in the sense that that almost all of those are fast bowlers in Australia. Like that would be like our five best spinners being out when we go to India.
0: Yeah, who's our you know six
1: the best spinner? Yeah, look, Ah, Schwe- you know, uh, no, Schweppes probably two. Schwepson's two? Yeah, well, he's in the test squad. Ah, I had no idea. Um, yeah, Schwepson's probably two. Then maybe Zampa, Lloyd, um, Lloyd Pope, um, like the- John Holland. Holland's retired. Um, yeah, Farwad Ahmed. Don't even say the words Ben Menente. <laughs> he, I'd do better than Ben Menente. Um, oh, Ahmed.
0: Yeah, a fair shout actually um yeah no it's it it just shows the depth and i guess we do have what I can, a hundredth of their yeah
1: population. a lot lot smaller population but even still um it's staggering how well they've done because while their population might be so much bigger their elite pathway programs aren't that much bigger and yeah. they're like elite squads aren't that much bigger so yeah no they've um it's been one of the more remarkable test series. And it would almost be, a, almost be a shame to see them lose after what they've done. I don't think they will.
0: Like, as he as said before, I think, you know, Australia will knock through. I don't really reckon they'll get to six. I can't reckon. Look,
1: Pajara is probably the key. I mean, you get Pajara early, then. 400 days. Like, it's just because. Oh, go run, Gary. I mean, Rohit Sharma will always give you a chance. So it's whether you take that chance. Yeah. Um, Gil, who knows? Rahane's a very, very good batsman, but other than he's 100, he hasn't looked imperious. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think a draw.
1: Uh, I think a draw too, simply because of the weather. I think if they played all day, I think Australia would win. Yeah,
0: right.
1: Because I think if they played all day, India would try and win. And I think when you try and make 320 in a day, you're going to give chances.
0: I'll tell that to a core.
1: Well, I mean, it could very well come down to shuttle yeah, to
0: Um, Live update. Billings is having another absolute belter of a game. Two in a row. He's found a 50 not off 33 balls. Yeah. No, he's, he's having a good one.
1: Um,
0: Anything else on the test?
1: Scott Boland has bowled twenty balls. He's gone for thirty-two runs. And three of those twenty balls have been wickets.
0: In the same over.
1: Yeah, he, he's bowled what seventeen balls for thirty two outside those wickets. <laughs> yeah. So Although- he's been he's gone at almost twelve and over, other than the three wickets that he got.
0: Well, no, in that one over, he only went for three.
1: Oh, it's out. Oh, my God. Bye-bye, Billings. Barrel gets four. Whew. He's still gone for 32 off 17 balls, but his other four balls have got four wickets.
0: Oh, God. God oh, damn. Um, uh, are we anywhere close to... Finishing the BBL season? What are we up to? Game. Uh,
1: yeah, no, we're getting there. I think the sixth of Feb, I think the final scheduled in for. Right. So we've got like what a week of regular a couple of weeks, yeah. There's three games on Australia now. It's a triple header.
0: Like a true triple header, not when they're just like double header and then they put
1: each <laughs> tr- other like <laughs> against each other. A true triple header, I think it starts at about two o'clock. So, what two to about 11, probably. All oh, right, because so they they always used to have a, a one day on Australia Day in Adelaide, yeah. But obviously, the way the schedule's gone this year, there won't be any one days yeah. No, COVID really said no. Um,
0: well, that, um, um, I guess I don't. Is anyone fun playing actually?
1: Everybody's playing. Oh, not everybody. Six of the eight sides are playing. Just imagine being the other two sides. In fact, it's not a quadruple header, is it? Just
0: to, just imagine. All right, here we go. I'm going to look it up live.
1: 26th.
0: One, two, three. Got Brisbane, Perth, starting at 105. And we've got the Renegades versus the Hurricanes at 410. And then the big one. Well, oh, that'll be a game, actually. Sixes stars,
1: last game of the regular season.
0: Oh, it is soon for the night Geez, that that's a belter of a game. That'll be well, one v three, one v two, maybe by the time we get there.
1: The last time the stars and the sixes played, it was the craziest game of cricket I've ever seen. <laughs> it was on Boxing Day. It went until one a.m. Ow. They needed – Sydney needed, oh, what, 24 – no, 23 off two overs with Daniel Hughes at the crease, who was on 90 not out or yeah. 80 not out. They, they looked unbeatable. Liam Hatcher, the kid who played in his third game, bowled an over for three. they oh, what, 21 off the last? At which point, I think after – before the last over, I think the Sixers were playing 100 to 1. And um, Nathan Coulton, I was supposed to bowl, but was off the ground with a twisted ankle or something. So Glenn Maxwell had to bowl. And I think it was six, six, four wicket and then four leg buyers past short third man. And Sydney won. I remember, I remember seeing. Just imagine finishing the game with four leg buyers. That's a of of the which I think if they had of appealed, it would have been LBW, and they were nine for, so it would have won the match. Sheesh. it it was crazy at one in the morning.
0: well, let's hope we see that again for the final game of the next regular season, all season the arduous and sometimes exhausting task of a apathetic. ah yeah to be fair i am getting a bit more into it um i guess now that we're a coming to the end and b that i'm actually watching it more
1: i tell you what it is it's a it's a great social viewing thing i was quite into it when i was home visiting victoria and watching it with dad all the time because you just talk about it and like it you can chat about it but watching it by yourself gets just boring
0: well yeah because like there's not much uh, not not much to it but you're just like oh yeah you're right it is definitely a social thing Because i went to the pub the other day before work um because i turned up to work an hour early i'm a dick as you do ah uh, he was just like oh <laughs> like you're here early i'm like no i i'm here on top he's like check the messages i'm like oh no Oh, fuck, oh! You said six, not five. I'll be at the pub. Oh, mate! I started at t- I started at ten in the morning. Ah, PM. You kidding? Uh, stars were on.
1: I got to watch yeah, an hour stars. Good point.
0: No, star strike. Like,
1: yeah, star strikers. What a win for the stars! The spice man fired up. You said that, and I was like, "What do you possibly go for?" He went to like seventy, didn't he? Eighty nine, not out. All right. About time he turned up. And then had his arm possibly broken last night. May not play another game. Well, uh, last I heard of that,
0: he um, has been absolved. Um, cleared of any fractures in his arm. Well, that's good.
1: So it's just whether he's a pussy or not. So, yeah, probably not going to play another game. Yeah, Spice, man. Dan- Daniel Sams goes bang onto the hill. Oh, he's deep. First ball, he's hit for six over cover. The guy in the crowd
0: <laughs> dove over the fence for it.
1: It's about three, that kid. Oh, goodness gracious. Daniel Sams is quickly becoming one of my favourite big bash cricketers. He's good, eh? Hey? He was in the um, Australian team, wasn't he? He was. He bats well, he bowls well, he fields well. Did he make it? Oh, he dropped it. He sold it. As somebody that, as somebody that's watched a couple of days test cricket on that hill, it is surprisingly steep. Where's it, Monica? Monica. Uh, Ooh, four more. Oh no, there's a fielder out there. Yeah. All right. Um, I assume we've now officially moved from the test to the big bash because we've been talking about the big bash for. 10 minutes.
0: I think we definitely
1: are in the big bash. Um, um, Adam Zampa just continues to get better. He's taken wickets. he's took, taking- took five for Friday night. I think last week I declared him every bit as good as Rashid Khan. And I think Friday night he proved that that is exactly the case. Is Rashid Khan like the consensus best spinner in T20? Is that what I heard? Yeah, well, yeah well, he's ranked number one in the world and most people yeah. deem him as number one in the world, yeah. Yeah, sure. All right, well, that's exciting. Um, that Someone on that level. So the interesting thing between somebody like Rashid Khan and a um, Sandeep Lamichhane and stuff and all those sort of subcontinental so-called mystery spinners, is Zampa's just an orthodox leg spinner? Yes, he's got the wrong one, but he doesn't have all the the variations that some of those spinners have. Like, he doesn't have as many tricks in the bag. He just thinks batsmen, just... Whatever the fucking...
0: <laughs> whatever that ball is called.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have Jeff or the Karim ball or the zooter
0: The, <laughs> the
1: Um No, he does bowl a good rong at Adams there, but which most leg spinners do, but... Um... So what is it about his
0: bowling? Like, because obviously a traditional leg spin there's only so much you can do like what is it about his bowling that sets him apart from you know me trying leg spin ability uh, Mate, you
1: should see me with a tennis ball straight arm yep um no he i think he just outthinks batsmen really well which is a trademark of something he probably learnt from warney yep. playing at the stars with warney in early days um and i don't know he he bowls fast through the air but so so do most leg spinners in t20 i I think he just thinks through it really well and executes his plans really well oh he's a uh, cerebral bowler he um traditionally hasn't got a hell of a lot of wickets which is why he hasn't played a lot of long-form cricket. He more just is really miserly and keeps the economy rate down, which a lot of times in especially one day cricket, but T twenty cricket as well can be effective. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, he just I don't know, he keeps going from strength to strength, Xamper. And that's that's the reason he's easily Australia's number one limited overs spinner. And um probably now that especially now that Rashid Khan's gone, he's probably the best spinner in the big bash. Ah, oh, yeah, who who else? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Sandape Lamachane for the Hurricanes is a very good spinner. Um, in relation to Manus. Lamy Like Laminate. Um Fawarama, it's been going very well for the Scorchers.
0: Oh i I'm of. Um, I think he plays for Sydney. No, not Sydney. Lloyd Pope. Um, what am I thinking of? There's a foreign guy. One of the Singh.
1: Oh, Majib. Maybe. Majib for Brisbane's very good.
0: Yeah. Um, he might... he's
1: gone he's gone as well now to play for the Afghanistan side with Rashid Khan.
0: Rashid Khan, Afghanistan.
1: Afghani, yeah. If COVID hadn't have hit Afghanistan and Australia were going to play a test in Perth at the start of the summer, it was going to be. Rashid Khan, Mohammad Nabi, um, Majib, all playing a test against Smith and Lavashan, I and mean, that was going to be exciting. But that's a fair lineup. Yeah, no, Afghanistan are going from strength to strength, based primarily on their spin bowling.
0: That's outrageous. Like, I don't think I've not ever heard of like the cricket team, but like nothing with that kind of talent from the I guess like third tier of. International cricket,
1: you're not up with the cricketing powerhouse of Afghanistan?
0: Uh, not really. Um, not really at all, to be honest. <laughs> um, actually, back, yeah. sneaky back to test cricket. Um, because Nathan Lyon is getting old, like he's uh, like obviously spinners last a bit longer, um, because there's less time on their body.
1: Who's who's the next? Spinner in tow is it well? Weapon? Nathan Lyon will probably play for another six, seven years. So, um, I think it's impossible to say at this point. But if Lyon were to get injured tomorrow, then yeah, I think it's probably Schwepson. Yeah, do we have good depth? No, not a spin bowling, not really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much to add to that because I. There's nobody I can really put up and say him and him and him. I mean, Lloyd Pope's only young. He shows a bit of promise. Yeah. Schwepson's good. Zampa probably not at test level. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, sure. And then off spinners is, no, it's, it's pretty barren.
0: Yeah, right. Ah, um, oh, Canvir Sanger. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, he bowls all right. Um, and. <laughs> Uh, who did I watch the other day? The Renegades. Hatsoglu, is that his name?
1: Hat? Hatsoglu, yeah. Plays second grade in Melbourne. I wouldn't be putting him forward for the Test gr- team too soon.
0: Ah, oh, no. But I was just like, in terms of uh, decent
1: spinners in the BBL, he he looked all right, and he's because he's second. Yeah, he he's difficult to hit. He's another one of those bowlers that um, batsmen see him as somebody that can attack, and that's why he gets wickets. Yeah. Um. One interesting tidbit from the big bash last night and the renegades. Big Bo Webster channeled his inner Andrew Simons. He beat the shit out of a streaker. When he bowled to the right hander, came in off the long run, bowled medium pace. When he bowled to the left hander, bowled off spin.
0: <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I love that
1: so much. He bowled. He's over. One of his overs went spin pace. Two balls spin. Two balls pace.
0: <laughs> I would love if, like, a spinner did. Like, just imagine if Nathan Lyon, he's like coming into I don't know, what's his name? Saini? It's just like like bat. They're like India's in the tail, and he just takes a thirty yard runner. Saini's looking at him like, why is Nathan Lyon thirty yards up the ground? <laughs> <laughs>
1: He just bowled 140. <laughs> Something similar happened one day when I was playing in very, very low-grade cricket. This little, someone on our team that was bowling, just little off-breaks, little tweakers, came in still off the three steps, but really put his back into it and bowled a bouncer. <laughs> and the guys, the guys, like, jumped backwards and it hit him on the shoulder and he just got up. and was like, what the fuck was that? Oh, so
0: I, because,
1: I think there be more variation. It yeah. was the perfect surprise ball, though, because he still came in off three steps, and it was when he got to the delivery so- stride, he just bent his back and. <laughs> pitch. Oh god! God, it was entertaining, especially on hard wickets. You can do that pretty easily on the carpet. Oh, they're basically roads at this point. Even I could bowl a bouncer.
0: Yeah. Um, no, there used to be a pitcher. I can't remember his name in baseball. Who, depending on um what batter was it um on plate, he could um pitch with both both arms, Sam Mitchell style. Yeah, so he just like to the left hander, he's like, all right, I'm gonna go with my right, and then to the right hander, he's like, all right, I'm gonna pitch with my left, and <laughs> there had to be
1: a rule change. Yeah, right. Another little interesting tidbit that the bowlers have sort of. Well, one bowler came up with to um, confuse the batsman the other night. Jai Richardson came in off the full long run, and as he got to two steps before he, like, launching into his bowling um, stride, did a sidestep. Like he was selling candy behind the umpire. He sprinted in and then went sideways back, bowled it, and the guy just missed it and got bowled. It was hilarious. How
0: does that even work? Because he's a right... Go, go,
1: yeah, go, Google it now. Jai Richardson sidestep. All right. It was... I mean, obviously it's not going to work every time and it's probably pretty easy to throw your rhythm out um, and probably bowl a wide or not bowl a great ball, but it worked to great effect and it was just one of the better things you've ever seen.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to look this up. Is it is it on YouTube?
1: Probably. probably the, go sidestep. Of course, Jai, spelt with the traditional spelling J-H-Y-E. Yeah, which is just bizarre.
0: And I can only find... there. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine articles on it with the exact same headline. Richardson's Disco Sidestep Pays Dividends. Wow, this is so bizarre. What the fuck? they're all the same and it's the exact same article with the exact same format but just different like
1: so uh, they've gone they've gone daily Mail yeah and just stolen the article headline and all well
0: it's, it's even the websites are formatted the exact same like the, the Canberra Times the Newcastle Herald
1: the West the courier got in on it Maybe invented the matrix or maybe they're all Fairfax articles that are all taking the same article, all Fairfax papers that are taking the same article.
0: Oh, it's, it's big media, um, but none of them have a video.
1: What do you mean? None of them have a video. None of them have a video. I'm telling you. Here we go.
0: Uh, Richardson sidestep. Here we go up. Oh, we've made it to Facebook. Whoa. There we go. That was all right. Here we go. You know what he looks like? Um, he looks like... Um, you ever seen nature documentaries where a gazelle is being chased by a lion and the gazelle takes, like, a, <laughs> a quick sidestep and turns the other way? That's exactly what he looks like.
1: It was just majestic to watch. Poor Josh Phillip. He was 85, not out, and just saw that. and was like, no, I can't cope. <laughs> he, he really said, I'm going to take an early shower. Um. Yeah, but. but no, it's it, it'll be interesting to see what other little tricks bowlers start coming up with to combat batsmen's like, because obviously that's probably a natural sort of reaction to batsmen being able to switch hit and ramp and reverse sweep and stuff. Like bowlers don't really have that opportunity; they have to declare if they're changing um, bowling arms, if they're going around or over the wicket. Obviously, it's pretty easy to tell if they're going to bowl spin or pace, like Bo Webster. Um, So, yeah, that's just one of those little things that bowlers might bring into their armory just to sort of throw batsmen off, confuse them.
0: I'd love to see, uh, like, the Big Bash League devolve into just, like, um, Uh, random changes. Yeah, like, if you start over the wicket and then you just quickly jump to the other side on your run-up, you know, give it a, like, fang it down the wicket. Like, who
1: cares? Give it a go. That sounds fun. It's always my favorite when a bowler bowls a long, long way back from the bowl increase. Yeah. Like, like behind the stumps. Because, like, it's very difficult as a batsman to pick up that it's going to be a slower ball because their arm's the same, their speed's the same, even their hands the same, the ball looks the same coming out, but it's just going a lot longer.
0: Yeah. So it has more chance to slow down, I guess.
1: Um, It's going to be, well, even if it stays at the same speed, it's going to take longer to get to you, right? Yeah,
0: uh, by, that's just basic. Physics. Physics, yeah. uh, Yeah. Although, another BBL uh, BBL note, Usman Khawaja's lap shot is my favorite shot to watch. He's so good at it.
1: Glenn Maxwell's reverse sweep's my favorite shot to watch. That is very good. The one- uh, Actually, Alex Carey's reverse sweep is prettier. He just doesn't tend to hit it for six. He hits it along the ground. Maxi's is a reverse slog sweep, which is absurd.
0: The, the highlight for the one he hit for Australia came on today. Like, how did you... Like, that That went outside the stadium.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's a bit ridiculous. No, some batsmen just make it look far too easy. Which is half the fun of the game, I guess. But um, Another one of my favourite shots, bringing it back to test cricket. Josh Hazelwood's uppercut over the slips. Oh, no. oh yeah. When he gets bowled a bounce when he rocks back like he's going to leave it and then just throws the bat at it after it's gone past him. So much so that every time he comes into bat now, people put a fielder at third man. Because oh, yeah. they know that's, that's a Josh Hazelwood shot. He'll be an all-rounder soon.
0: True all-rounder. Probably not. probably not. No, probably not.
1: Who is the best batter out of our Quicks? Cummins. Cummins? Yeah. But Stark hits the ball better. So Stark's a better scorer, but Cummins is a better technical batsman. Yeah. Which is why he bats eight. I have two. But yeah, yeah no, Australia's batsmen are all pretty good. Like Hazelwood, even at 11, is a pretty good technical batsman. The has got a few shots, loves a sweep.
0: I love watching Gary bat. He's so small. <laughs> um, we've gone an hour. Is there anything anything else you want on test, test or big bash league?
1: I don't think so. There's not a huge lot to say on the big bash league, is it?
0: Um, How are we feeling about well, it this week? Last week, it was the diminishing bash league. It was the big trash league about a month ago. <laughs> Still the best. Ba- <laughs> The best podcast, um, I guess. Name that I've given a single one of our podcasts, the
1: Big Trash League. So good. I'll pat myself. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, it depends. It really depends who's playing. Like I watch every Melbourne Stars game because I love Glenn Maxwell and Marcus Stoinis and Zampa. I tend to watch the start of Renegade's games because I love Finch when he's going. Uh, I tend to watch the start of Brisbane games because Chris Lynn's disruptive. Um, The scorches have been batting very well up the top, but it's just... I don't know. It's just good background fodder, but it's not essential viewing. Yeah, um, I do. I am starting to enjoy it more
0: considering the, uh, the tirade... I went on last week i have softened my stance a little bit
1: yeah i don't know i think it, it's it's probably best viewed in conjunction with tests like when the tests are on as well you can watch that serious cricket all day and then have dinner and then turn the big bash on and it's bright colors and fireworks and people trying to hit sixes and do stupid stuff yeah, like with- when you when it's when it's your only cricket fix, it's probably juvenile and not worth your time. Yeah. But when it's a a nice release from the, I mean, I love Test cricket, but it can be quite monotonous and boring at times. So when it when it's a nice release from that, it's probably better than when it's your only dose of cricket, I guess. <laughs> ah, fair shout. Um, oh, I've actually been
0: really enjoying the Test cricket. Like, I yeah, I'm- so have I. One for sitting through all five days, but now I'm just like you know, even track. It's fun to keep up with, and as much as people are like oh, it goes for five days, I'm like it. Yeah, it's, it's if it's a good team versus a good team or like an interesting series like this one, these are
1: very captivating. It's funny, isn't it? Um, people say oh, it goes for five days. How can you watch four five day matches? Like most people that have watched a lot of this series, would take another four. Yeah, I, I can't believe we are. Only have four? It, re- it really should be five test series against India, I think. Has it always been four? Uh, well, I mean, it, it always used to just be England was five and everywhere else was three yeah, or two. Um, but India got big enough for it to be four. But I think it's almost big enough to be five now. I think it should be five.
0: I think England, India should be five. Like, I don't care. Uh, like, New Zealand, maybe
1: three or four. I wouldn't mind seeing four again. Yeah. But- I think India and England 5 New Zealand and South Africa f- 3 Pakistan, Sri Lanka 2 West Indies 2 Afghanistan like, 12 <laughs> So like if you have England and India at 5 then they can be the only opponent for that test summer. Then yeah. if you have Sri Lanka, uh, sorry, not Sri Lanka, South Africa and New Zealand at 3 and then the West Indies, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, and whoever else at two. Then you can play a three and a two. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. Like, I think five tests a summer is good. Six, six is probably too many, although it does allow places like Hobart or Canberra to get a test. But um, I think I five is the right amount of tests for a summer.
0: When was the last time we played six?
1: Have we ever played six? I've... I've...
0: I watched the series. I went to see it.
1: Yeah, a couple of years ago, the the last time India came out, we played four against India, mm. and then two against Pakistan. I oh, was in like six in
0: like a consecutive like summer, I guess. Six six in a summer, yeah.
1: Not six oh in a series, God. but we played four played four tests against India: Adelaide, mm. Perth, Melbourne, Sydney, yeah. or in something like that order, and then Pakistan in Brisbane and Canberra. Yeah. Whereas I think that's too many. But if you played three and two and then played five, I think that works better. Yeah. When are we do we know when we're playing New Zealand next? If in tests? Yeah. No, I'm not sure. Nope. So we're playing South Africa next. Yeah. Then I'm not sure if we're playing anybody or who we're playing over our winter and then I think Ashes next year. Ooh. Next summer, Ashes. It'll it a- be, interesting. It'd be a-
0: interesting. I don't think I'll say England in these.
1: I think Jofra Archer bowling in tests in Australia will be a scary sight. He's already too quick on low English pitches. Yeah. No, he's got a heater of an arm. So that'll be interesting. Um, Stokes is a very good. Player and good pantomime villain. He's like the new KP, Mm. the one Australians love to hate and love to give it to, but secretly wish was one of us. Yeah, Um, Joe Root's a very good batsman in very good form. B S going from strength to strength. Joss Butler's become a very good Test batsman. So it should be an interesting series. Well, stay tuned Uh, next. it's a long way away. No, next week we're not having a deep dive into the English Test team. What I will be not I will not be telling you about Zach Crawley and Dom Bess. <laughs> who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 yes, Snoop. <laughs> I agree. Who?
0: Yeah, exactly who. And um, on the note of Dom Bess, we're gonna <laughs> wrap up. Part, one of the last Call podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Come back to part two where we talk about. Who knows? Find out when you come back to
1: part two. Ash, any last words? The biggest fuckwit on the planet. Yeah, that's the list this week. Ash, any last words? Rest in life.